the dr zeus film podcast i draw inspiration from that because margaret show for me was a great comedian still is and seeing that in the 90s growing up and she's talking about growing up in the 80s and i thought oh that's an interesting thing because it's almost a form of anthropology (laughs) talking about the era in which you grew up in everyone has the era in which they grew up in there were no iPads when you tell the kids this it's like no they get scared what did you do for fun we went outside we didn't for me first of all we didn't have cable when I was growing up so if you wanted to watch MTV you had to go to someone's house either a friend or your cousin's And yes, there was the Spice Channel. I remember that all too well. I remember the first time I saw Black Hole Sun on MTV late at night. The Barbie was getting fricasseed and Chris Cornell, may he rest in peace, was singing about Black Hole Sun. Isn't that weird when people that you listen to or knew die? It's weird. It's very weird. That's happened recently. One of the guys I went to high school with died. He died of COVID. So, it's strange. And then you think, whoa, I'm still here. I got to make this matter. Well, you always have to make it matter. But in the 90s, yeah, there was no iPads. There was no iPhones. There was no YouTube. If you had an enhanced CD that was like a a prize. It's got videos and everything and then you had to make sure that you had the sound card updated and then sometimes the the monitor was shitty and so everything looked really dark and then when you finally got to see it years later it looked normal yeah those were the times and then you would hear new music sometimes on the radio, sometimes on an award show. It was an interesting time growing up. And yes, the dot-com era when the internet connection was so slow that when you tried to download porn, the picture would kind of, you'd see it and then it would take like five minutes and then you dare not print it out especially in color because then they're gonna ask why is the ink down um i decided to like print out a map with a booklet oh where is it i don't know it's 
flush down the toilet. Those were the days. I'd never flushed the socks down the toilet. I never did that. No. There were there were other avenues to that. So growing up in the 90s, you had really great music. You had movies. And then the internet started to change things. And I remember it's it's like Sophia picture it, Sicily. <laughs> I remember when George Burns died and it was on the internet first, hours before even the news media started to cover it. Hours before. And I remember my brother and I saying, This is the future. And then MP3s, not MTV, because MTV was already starting to die. MP3s, music. Sometimes you could get it for free, but don't tell Lars Ulrich that of Metallica. Yeah, he didn't like it that we were sharing a sandwich called music. But hey. Maybe he'll disappear. I love that song. That's when that song was coming out. You know, disappear from the Mission Impossible soundtrack. There were a lot of different shows on television. No, I did not watch Friends. I only started to watch Friends when Will and Grace became popular. And I would put Friends on mute and just wait for Will and Grace. That's the truth. Only once did I actually watch when Brad Pitt was on there and I thought, oh, he's not entirely acting. He must really hate Rachel. (laughs) I was watching Living Single in Living Color, New York Undercover, and Martin. That's what I was watching. And sometimes Married with Children. But see, it wasn't on the same night as Friends. I never got into Friends. I slightly got into Frasier and then I realized he was a Republican. Shh, I didn't know. But you know, that's that's not a bad thing. I'm I'm related to a few Republicans. You know, it's like a bad. It's like saying a bad word. Ow. <sighs> yes. And if you're a Republican, I'm not gonna apologize because, let's just say for four years, yeah, shut the fuck up. So, and I know a few of them. I know a few of them. Yeah, very interesting. It's like going to the zoo. Oh, look at that. It's the GOP. Get a stick. Look at that. They refuse to ignore. Look at that thing. It's in its habitat. Look at that. It's got a MAGA hat on. It refuses to acknowledge what happened on January 6th. Don't get your camera out. The flash will make it go into a tirade. It will start speaking in tongues, and then it will turn that mega hat around. Oh God, let's get away. Let's go to the let's go to the crocodile exhibit. It's more it's it's safer, less teeth. Yeah, yeah. I know. But see, in the '90s, we didn't have COVID. You only were in quarantine if you had chicken pox, and then later on, they would have chicken pox parties. And I've overheard people joke about having a COVID party. It ain't gonna happen like that. At least with the chicken pox. If you had zits, then you could lie and say, I had a bad case of the chicken pox. 
You don't have zits? No, I have chicken pox. But they're on your balls, too. It was a bad flare-up. <laughs> Those were the days, people. Those were the ba- the bays. I almost said the bays. The days. <laughs> it was a crazy time. I love talking about it. Because, you know, when we talk about it, you can get things out there. Oh, television. And then also, if we went on a trip, you see, we didn't have an iPad. I remember I had a pocket TV. See, I got good grades. So, you know, if you got good grades, you got some good stuff sometimes. But then if you were caught cursing, <laughs> they took that pocket TV away. And then there was the disc man. Remember CDs and cassettes? And then sometimes based on how much money you had, you either bought the cassette or the CD. The CD was when you had a lot of money. Because those CDs and then sometimes the album would have like three good songs. So then if you wanted to sell it, eh, very rarely did you have an album more from start to finish. It was good. Now with the Super Unknown by Soundgarden, it was good from start to finish. Green Day's Dookie was good. Changing Faces. Well, there was Full and Around and Stroke You Up, and that was it. So you were better off buying the singles. Yeah. Unless you wanted a Sade Best Of collection. I recommend that. It was it was a very smooth operator time. With the smell of, like, Teen Spirit, of course. A lot, a lot was going on. And the media, you know, Barbara Walters did those interviews... Later on, she asked Ricky Martin if he was gay. That was in the 2000s. Trust me, in the 90s, I already knew. I remember my grandmother, may she rest in peace, although her spirit is looming. She bought me Ricky Martin's first English album. This was a big deal. He was living La Vida Loca. Not Broca, but Loca. And he was shaking his bond. But then now, in hindsight, when you listen to She's All I Ever Had, you're thinking, oh, yeah, you might want to delete that one. (sighs) My grandmother said to me, I remember she said one time, he's just too pretty. And I didn't understand at the time. And now I do. It's like, oh, my God, Grandma, you were right. But she had Gator. Come on. She's been around for thousands of years, you know? You had moments like that. Will and Grace. I didn't start watching Will and Grace, I think, until there was the reruns of the first season and then the second season. It was great. So when everyone would always go on and on about friends, I'd be like, fuck that. I'm watching Will and Grace. Although that's also similar to everyone who watched 90210. And I was watching Mara's Place. Oh, yeah, because Melrose Place was a little edgier for my teenage mind. I thought, oh, 90210, I can't relate. I just can't. There's so many reasons why I can't relate to that. It's called overacting. And then Melrose Place, they just take their clothes off, and it's like, ooh, hello, I'm a teenager. And of course, anytime you had Heather Locklear in something, you knew someone was going to get hit or pushed into the pool. Come on. She was on TJ Hooker. She was on Dynasty. 
she continued the process. And so the 90s were very, let's go see that movie. It's rated R. Oh, our aunt will take us to get the tickets. Yes. Or the stickered albums. I remember that. And I remember Tower Records would not sell me the stickered records. And I had to go with an adult. But if I went to Sam Goody in the mall, rest in peace, Sam Goody, um, they would sell them to you. So I think I bought, what did I buy? I bought something. I think I bought a, I didn't buy an Ice Cube record though. I liked Ice Cube. And then I remember my brother wanted me to buy him Dr. Dre's The Chronic and I said no. So then my father begrudgingly bought The Chronic. I don't think my brother had headphones yet. <laughs> it was a, it was a crazy time. And then you had regulators, Warren G. Kind of, let's be honest, a one-hit wonder. After that, Warren G. just couldn't consume. He couldn't. And then you had moments. I, whenever people talk about getting into Tupac. And I don't say, I don't believe in that showing your age. I believe in showing the time period, which was cool. And they're like, oh, I just got into Tupac. Yeah. I remember when he was alive. <gasps> Ooh. And then everyone does that at the same time. Yeah. I remember when him and Ice-T were on Fox Saturday night, competing with Saturday Night Live. Roseanne had a show called Saturday Night Special. <gasps> what? Yeah, this is before iPads. This is before you could download Tupac's entire catalog. You had to go to the store. And then when he died, it was sold out. You, you shit me, man. No, no, no. It was sold the fuck out. All eyes on me. They had to reorder shipments. That year, he was Billboard's number one hip-hop artist. Because he sold so many records. Oh my God, man, you're scaring me. Yeah. And if you thought Michael Jackson in the 90s was scary, he was dangerous. Yeah. But then something beautiful happened. On January of 1992, this wonderful little band from Seattle knocked Michael Jackson off of the top spot. And they were called Nirvana. And they had, they had an album called Nevermind. Yeah. And that's all he wrote. The 90s were also a time of the East versus West hip-hop battle. This is when hip-hop was dangerous. Let me repeat myself. Hip-hop was dangerous. It was on the edge. He hit him up. It was give me one more chance. More money, more problems. Picture me rolling my ambitions of a rider. But you know, I'll see them at the crossroads so you won't be lonely. It was that kind of time. And then there were these three beautiful girls. But for some reason, whenever they would do their song, Waterfalls, they would lip sync it. But Left Eye always did the raps live. I always loved that about her. Rest in peace, Left Eye. A lot of people from the 90s are gone. 
are gone. It was a boogie nights kind of time. But I don't have to tell you about that, do I, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Also rest in peace. Julianne Moore, who played the den mother of porn. Yes. This was also the moment in time that Mark Wahlberg went from dropping his pants and trying to rap to acting. Yes, he became an actor in Boogie Nights. I think he wore a falsie, though, with the cock. Because I'll never forget Julianne Moore. She just unzipped that pants. First, let me check something. You have an ex- you have an extremely large cock. <laughs> and Don Cheadle's in that one too. But hey, it's a devil in a blue dress. He was good in that. He had moments like Friday. I talked about in the last podcast. You got knocked the fuck out, but it's Friday and you ain't got shit to do. Yeah. These are cult classics. I told you we talk about the 90s, but in my own capacity to talk about the 90s, it was a good time. You would go outside, you would play. You didn't have to worry about charging that iPad. Okay, You didn't have to worry about Roblox. I'm mentioning this because the kids in my family, it's, oh my God, if they don't get that iTunes card, someone loses it. In the 90s, if the cable went out, everyone lost it, even the grown-ups who are betting on a fight. And they've bet, now back up, they've bet a lot of money. They've bet two hundred dollars because back then that was a lot of money today it kind of is now they bet thousands of dollars because they think they got it like that Mm. i've always run across people who are i bet you this it's like uh nah i don't need to bet you anything okay my word my word speaks for itself. So here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, we don't just talk about film. We talk about culture. We talk about music. Music was good. Television was good. And then in 1999, see, I missed out on this because I didn't have cable. Then this very interesting family from New Jersey. Yeah. As my friend told me once told me. And we got cut off. So Dr. Zeus film fucking podcast. Back then if you got cut off, you were bleeped. Yes. So this interesting little family called the Sopranos. Camella. Tony Soprano Mella. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was Guido time. Yeah. They were the top show, but they were on cable. And then there were these far women called Sex in the City. Or now it's just called One, Two, Three. Where is Samantha? Kim Cattrall. Yeah. It was an interesting time. 
And if you didn't have cable, boy, you were screwed. But when it came to music, I didn't feel that not having MTV really did anything to me. Because there was this wonderful show that only lasted from 1997 to 2000 on PBS called Sessions at West 54th. It was an amazing live music show. I got into artists that I'm still into today. This is this is just a taste of the people that were on sessions. First of all, these people had to be able to sing live. That's the difference between MTV and sessions at West 54th, where it was very eclectic. It was uh, hosted by Chris Doritas, later David Byrne. You had people like Fiona Apple, who was celebrating 25 years of title this Friday. Katie Lang, Luscious Jackson, Cheryl Crow, Ricky Lee Jones, and my personal favorite, Patti Smith. You had Sean Colvin, because you know, Sonny did come home. You had Paula Cole before everyone saw her pits. Oh, God. I can't explain that. I can't. I can't. But hey, I'll go do the laundry. Uh, you go have a bear. Where is my John Wayne? Oh, I hate to break it to you, Paula Cole, but I think John Wayne was bisexual. So he's not singing that prairie song. He's maybe wearing a, you know, a belt buckle and dancing to it. Everybody, what's kung fu? Yeah. <laughs> wrong, wrong era, I know. But it was a, it was a time. It was the time when I remember Little Kim's hardcore was controversial and I was listening to it in high school and we're in study hall and I knew all those words by heart I mean she's like I made my intro getting fucked in the pinto like what and then we let the cool teacher listen to it and he went does your mother know you have this kind of and then I remember him saying to me I listen to rap too oh really you do and then he told me about the Spice Girls. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, there was one rap in there, you know. So whenever people now play the Spice Girls, I laugh. Because it's like, oh, God. Turn it off now. So there's some moments. There's, as Joni Mitchell once said with her best of collection, there's hits and there's misses. Yeah. There's hits and there's misses. It was a fun time to be alive. It was an as if kind of time. And then you're watching the movie Clueless and your mother says, Hey, you know this is from Taming of the Shrew because our mother taught Shakespeare. So it's kind of helpful to have a college professor mother going, Oh, that's Taming of the Shrew. That's not original at all. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But see, back then... You had a limit. You had an allowance limit. And then that's where dad came in and brought out the credit card. And was like, oh, damn. You know, if we want to talk about the 90s, do you remember Columbia House? <laughs> oh, I remember them. You see, in the beginnings of the internet, one night, my dad was away on a business trip. And I knew where he kept the credit card. And I thought, oh, it probably doesn't work. Let me just try it. 
And so I signed up for 12 CDs for the price of a penny. Well, unfortunately, two boxes showed up. I got to keep one and then hand over the credit card. <laughs> so it was an interesting kind of time. And that shows you how much I loved music. Oh, I loved it. And rather than lie and say, oh, I didn't order those. Well, they had my name on it. So, boop, jig is up. It was a Columbia House kind of time. And now you could just go on iTunes. And if you have a credit card, an Apple one at that. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. The other day I was talking to my nephew about prank calling. That was another thing you did in the 90s. Can't do it now. You just can't do it now. And I remember we used to prank call Jenny Craig. And I thought, you know, that's a wonderful little allegory right there. Because in a way, in my late 20s, I kind of paid for it and got fat. So it was almost as if Jenny Craig put a curse on me and that the curse was lifted. It's called carb control. So, yeah, it was a fun, fun time. The music, the movies were fun. Everyone was alive. It was a Clinton-esque. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. To a very famous interviewer asking her, what have you learned about this year? I've learned not to put things in my mouth that aren't good for me. And that's the show. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, the 90s. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>